man, that's pretty. We could do a duet. It's a privilege for me. She's 28. He's 88. It's whether or not they want to sing with me, though. I don't know. I told you, I don't like to be anywhere but cheek to cheek when you're in the room. An amazing privilege. Rod's done a duet with you. Too much, you guys. Mixed power is physical and visual. David's a steel and big. I was thrilled to work with you. Let's hope we do it again. We sing all the time, duets, you know. So I was thinking, this sounds kind of Italian. So I called Zuccaro. And Lou Reed is uh, is he's present, and he's um, brought with him a friend. A friend by the name friend. of Sam Moore. Oh, yes. The soul man himself. The soul man himself. And the song we're going to do is Soul Man. Yeah. Yeah. This, I think, is our first dance song as a duet. Yeah, first dance song, yeah. When you hear that guitar and then it builds up, it's like an air raid siren. It's like you just kind of stop, look around, and then you run to the dance floor, and then it just for the moment of the horns coming in. Yeah, and you do stupid impressions. It's a total floor filler, yeah. It's a cover of a duet um, by a duo. So, you know, yeah. there's, lots, there's lots of do's and no don'ts. No don'ts in this one. Well, there might be a few don'ts. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the original uh, duet featured the same guys in this one. Yeah, Sam. Sam Moore. Yeah, dropped Dave and uh, got Lou. Well, because Dave had been dropped a long while ago. Yeah. I think early 80s. 81? Yeah, 81. Hmm. So, and yeah, it took him a while to get new one. Replace him, yeah. Dave got a new Sam pretty much straight away, but um, Sam really? took a, Yeah, yeah. I think in 82, Dave got a new Sam and started touring. And, well, Sam's had problems with Dave for a long time, since really? the late 60s. Yeah, yeah. Because he, yeah, he had a bit of a domestic incident with his wife and shot his wife in the face. Shit. Yeah. Dave, and Dave did. Dave did. So they're on top of the world with 67 Soul Man, big hit on the R&B charts and in, in the pop charts. Mm. It gets mm. a Grammy. And then 68, he shoots his wife in the head. She doesn't die. She survives. But from that day on, Sam said that he would work with him, travel with him, but wouldn't look at him or talk to him. Fair enough. I mean, that's pretty good going, really, working and traveling. Yeah. And they did that for 13 years. Shit. I get the impression that Things also went awry in other ways. They broke up because what happened with Stax Records. They were with Stax Records, they thought. But mm. it turns out they were actually always with Atlantic. They were loaned out and all the 
copyright and the publishing was actually still Atlantics, not Stax. So they had no recordings of their own and they thought they had all Sam and Dave's, but they had none of them. And Sam and Dave just fucked off back to Atlantic. They just said, we all have them back now. Yeah, yeah. So they, yeah, so Stax were fucked. Yeah, well, after that, Sam had got into his heroin and his cocaine and uh, he took to the New York streets, like street dealing in about 1973 and it's just gone from bad to worst sam did that yeah yeah interesting so i don't know if you sold any to um lou around this time probably did probably Probably did and they know each other during the recording of this probably doing quite a lot as well well yeah (laughs) Yeah, we should say this is from the soundtrack isn't it to um soul man the film yeah which is very problematic yeah but we should probably give a lowdown. All you need to do is watch the trailer, you know. Don't really That's enough, more, really. Much more yeah. than that. It's basically about a white guy trying to get into Harvard and blacks up so he can get in because there's one place left for a black student. And with hilarious consequences. Taking the fish out of water to new... No, it's not really fish out of water, is it? It's more um, body swap because there's a lot of body swap team comedies, isn't there? Yeah, sort of like... Uh, Exactly, vice versa. Yeah, Freaky Friday. Yeah, it's that sort of thing, but with extra sort of political incorrectness, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of people that were upset about this, and rightly so. Mm. I mean, how he gets accepted as a not blacked up person is quite incredible because he doesn't look (laughs) in any way African American. Not at all. So, So let's go back to the song, Soul Man. Isaac Hayes wrote it. Uh, well, he wrote the music, and David Porter was the lyricist. Okay. Isaac Hayes was noticing that after the riots in Memphis, they'd written soul on all the shops and stuff that did. That was Detroit, apparently. Was it Detroit? Okay. Yeah. And uh, Isaac sort of said it was like the Passover and the blood of the lamb marking different doors as to who was like a soul man who was still strong and still fighting. So that was how he came up with the title. And I guess David applied the rest of the lyrics, which are essentially, he's a soul man. He's not going to be turning down his mouth for anyone. He's going to get up and every day he's going to be happy. He doesn't give a shit. And he's relentlessly positive. And very hardworking. Oh, yeah. You have to show how hard you're working by sweating profusely. You really do. And you have to, like, jump the fuck about while you're singing. Even if yeah. you're singing a ballad. According to Larry Geller, who's the uh, hairstylist of uh, Elvis Presley, Jackie Wilson used to drink lots and lots of water and take salt tablets before going on stage. So he would sweat and sweat and sweat during his performance because he said, the chicks love it. Like, <laughs> I mean, but, it's um, not that hard to sweat. When you're under the hot lights. Under the hot lights and you're moving that much, yeah. Where were they playing to be unsweaty? (laughs) That you had to take salt tablets. Must have been in, like, I don't know, Ontario. Maybe Jackie was just one of those people that just didn't sweat that much and he had to kind of prove himself. Because I think it's the physical representation of, like, the effort and how deep you're digging to express a real flood of emotions to prove yourself as a soul singer. Yeah. And Sam and Dave were called the uh, Sultans of Sweat. Really? Yeah. Huh. So do you think Dire Straits' Sultans of Swing was based on Sultans of Sweat? 
but with I hope so. I hope so too. Yeah. Yeah. Sweat's better though. But where does the Sultans of come from? What's the original phrase? It's not the Sultans of Ping. I know that. <laughs> Sultan of Brunei. Sultan of Brunei. That's not a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Sam and Dave were highly rated as big action performers. Yeah. And like Otis Redding was not happy about following them because Otis really? Redding would always be the headliner. And he did this European tour and he said, that's my last with Sam and Dave before me because I just can't follow that. Yeah. So, yeah, very well regarded and got people super excited. They are fucking, they're fucking great. amazing. <laughs> they're fucking great. Like, I was watching a bit, giving it some, walking a bit and turning back to the, the other mic they've just swapped with and they're just blasting into that one and they're just prowling around. Oh. But they really have this kind of like two separate entities. Like, they don't kind of ever combine. Yeah. One verse one, another verse the other one, and they harmonize it sometimes but not very not very much yeah but it's weird harmonies that seem separate they don't sort of glue there's just like two big voices because they're both like front men basically i was watching a live thing from 67 so this is before the the shooting of the face and they didn't look at each other once and that's the main difference with the soul man video with uh, sam and lou yeah this is a discussion yeah they're kind of like it's going back and forth Totally. And they're looking at each other and they're acting to each other. And there's some kind of connection there. Whereas with Sam and Dave, they're kind of talking about the same person. As in the soul man. I suppose the soul man is an everyman. Mm. He is an everyman, isn't he? So I guess that makes sense. Mm. But they're both like front men. It's like, what are you doing here? Like, fuck off. <laughs> How do you think the uh, combination of Sam and Lou goes? Because <laughs> it's, it's quite jarring. <laughs> I think it's great. And I think... It is jarring. I think that's why it's great. Every time Lou says something, it's like, what? <laughs> it just comes in from a completely different world. Like, different sound world, isn't it? Exactly. Although it's like being helped along by the production. They work really well together because Lou knows, well, this is, you know, obviously Sam's song. And uh, he's happy to play some guitar. And Does he play guitar on it? I assumed it's his guitar because it sounds like his guitar, like from some of his albums like transform whatever it just has the same effects on it and same tone really in 1986 i mean it's obviously 1986 (laughs) (laughs) i feel like there is a gated snare there i mean it's fucking 86 of course it's a gated snare it has to be yeah so obviously gabs and collins rear their head do they sell did they sell the gated snare idea to everyone I reckon they patented it straight away because uh, well, that's what Gabs would have done. We'll pop in some cash every time any studio used it. Totally. Um, then <laughs> then released a big gated snare song, probably uh, a Collins one. Maybe it was... That's the main one. Yeah, that's the big one. In the snare tonight. No, air. And so, yeah, they release it on Collins's big hit. And they send a, uh, you know, letter out to all producers. <laughs> Say, if, you, Say. if you want to, <laughs> if you want this amazing sound in your studio, <laughs> we'll send you a widget. Like, you know, the Millennium Bug image was like this kind of a microchip that was like a bug. Do you remember that? No. You know okay. how it kind of clicks onto the, um, the circuit board with its little um, metal legs? It was turned into a bug. 
like it was going to eat through your computer and everything. I imagine Gab's sending these out, these little microchips to every uh, <laughs> to every studio in the world, and yeah. uh, and it is like a gated snare bug. Yeah, if you use this sound, it's fine. We want you to use this sound. You will <laughs> owe two thousand dollars to Gab's Collins Inc. <laughs> Bank details here. Send check to. Gabs Collins Tower. <laughs> Thank you. Don't don't send it to Padam. No Padam. Padam's not involved. It's just Gabs and Collins. Yeah, definitely don't send anything to Padam. I keep hearing it now whenever I'm listening to the radio. Really? The way you make me feel. Yeah, the way you make oh, me feel. Cool. Like Jackson was on yeah. uh, the radio today and I was like, fucking hell. There it is. <laughs> there it is. That, that's extreme on that one, I think. <laughs> oh, the Jackson really. They did. They did it on the toms on the on the on the Jackson. Oh, they one. did it on all of them actually. Most of the time, <laughs> it's just the snare that really jumps out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the uh, the producer is David Sigerson. There's the snare. There's the updated 1986 sound that we all know what that is. So it's like the bass is a bit more upfront and sort of pinpoint. Yeah, I um, think it's a synth. I think there's some synth chugging. There's on the, the new on the synth chorus. in it. Yeah, there's added synth. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> Just programmed eight notes on the same, yeah. same, same note, like a pulse. Yes. I, I like that. I think it's a, a fast pulse. pulse. Yeah, I like that. Um, did you like that? <laughs> no, I didn't really. I, thought, I mean, I, it, it amused me. It amused me. Yeah, it, I think it amused me, and, and I liked it. <laughs> and that but means also, I liked it. Yeah, there's extra sort of bits like after the chorus as well. It's the original. But in this one, it's like boing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. This better. is exactly what I. This is no. This is exactly what I got. I, I like heard this and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Because it's like it goes did did did, and there's a snare, and then there's like a boy. Because it's a comedy film. Like I couldn't. It must be. It must be. The massive, powerful snare. It's like fucking so loud. It's like. Yeah. And then, and then the that bell, second yeah. time it's a bell, bing! And then the yeah. third time it's this weird, like, synth bell. <laughs> like, <laughs> Because in the original, it's fucking beautiful. It's just this little piano thing that goes, Yeah. Yeah, and it kind of jump, jumps an octave right at the end for the last bing, or like two octaves, like bing, or something like that. And it's, that sounds really nice. There's actually, when you listen to it, there's quite a lot of this little... Like, that's weird. Little synth kind of creeping in here and there, just like just making noises. Probably David himself. The things you guitar, you know. Um, chorus. Is Lou actually playing guitar on this? I feel that it must be, but we can look that up. Because I wanted to know if it was the same musicians. I wanted to know if it was Steve Cropper, and his, mm. you know, yeah, totally. I at first I was like, I really like this. I like Lou Reed's vocals coming out of nowhere, like. Really jarring, uh, kind of low. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then this weird production synths and so yeah, 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 a bit about David Sigerson. He also produced Eternal Flame by the Bangles. He's Icelandic, right, Sigerson? I'm not even sure. I don't know that. 
Well, we had uh, Tottenham had Gilfie Sigurdsson, and he was yeah, but Sigurdsson. Oh. But, it's, but it's David with two T's, I think. Like, wow, so it's a bit of a weird name, but yeah, it's probably it doesn't sound like your average American name. Well, what is your average American name? I mean, they're they're from all over the place, aren't they? Dwayne. Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the surname, but yeah, go for it. Dwayne Feldman. Corey Feldman. <laughs> American name. You know, American name. David Sigerson. Anyway, so I was looking him up and I just like was finding David Sigerson, American novelist. Like, mm. I was like, well, that's not him. I still, I still can't. Well, who's that guy? Okay, that's him. And um, he chooses him to call himself David Sigerson, American novelist now. Whoa, so that's what he has on his passport. Probably, yeah. Not it's just like, novelist. American novelist. American novelist. You know, Don DeLillo. <laughs> you know, the big... Raymond Chandler. Raymond Chandler, American novelist. <laughs> the big guy. You know, Mark Twain. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I looked on the, uh, on Goodreads' website and I saw his one book that he's uh, written. It's called Faithful, a novel. Did you order it? And I didn't, I didn't order it because I read some of the reviews. And um, so choice sort of comments from the reviews are awful. Yeah. Oh, dear. Misogynistic. Oh. A treatise in demeaning women. Um, Does it, has he, these are, has he, has this guy, has, is this guy, he knows the lyrics to Soul Man? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but in his words, this book was risky, fiercely erotic, and deeply touching. Oh, That's the, uh, the sort of deeply touching after erotic, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's just schoolboy error there. It's too much. But also, so uh, Susanna Hoffs, when recording with David Sigerson, said mm. that he encouraged her to sing the entire album naked with a top off. Yeah, oh god, I knew it was coming. Naked. Yeah, yeah. And she said it was. Okay, so she did it in the end. Apparently, there was all blocks so no one could see, whatever. But he, he suggested that. Well, he so, put the baffles up. He put the baffles up, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. He probably had a little, a little camera. A sly yeah. camera, the little the fucker. So, David Sickerson. He's probably got a video that he could sell for quite a lot of money. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, so just. Just you know, an sorry. insurance policy, bangles. <laughs> <laughs> you pesky bangles. Sorry, that's just basically a little aside of the American novelist, David Sigurdsson, who produced this very song. I was, like, watching some interview, and they're always saying, like, Booker T and the MGs, hey, was that a minor? Change that to a major. Went through fine tooth combs, made everything major. It was like a total decision to make this up music, like to be a positive message that was going to be super popular. Here's the here's the promise of hope, isn't it? He's like you know, he says things like "You ain't seen nothing yet." A bit machismo, you know. They do bang on about their sexual it's quite prowess. Of, quite a lot of machismo in it. I mean, yeah. yeah. But at the end, there is, which is quite funny because they took this out read version. They took out the promise of monogamy at the end. In the um, Stax version, they say, I'll be your only boyfriend. Whereas oh, yeah. in, the, <laughs> in the Lou Reed version, he says, I'll be your funky boyfriend. Yeah, so Lou Reed, that. <laughs> be your funky boyfriend. 
Don't do. Is that tongue-in-cheek or is that a noble statement to say, I'll be your only boyfriend? Be your only boyfriend. Maybe he was taking the piss, you know, being all kind I of. I feel like it is that. Yeah, he's like, it's I'll like... be your only boyfriend. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm the fucking soul man. <laughs> but yeah, like, it could be read a few ways, and obviously, it's for mass appeal. So there's many different ways you can read it. Like the ones that want them to be the only boyfriend, then that's how they they read it. They had to um, be careful with the verses in um, the '86 version because. Mm. It gets quite suggestive, and I'd think they thought we can't have Lou saying these suggestive lines. It just doesn't work. <laughs> he just looks too weird. He looks too, he looks too weird. Like um, Adam's family member. With Sam, we can accept it. It just it feels right. But with Lou, you, what's the line? He says, uh, "When I start loving, I can't stop." Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I learned how to love before I could eat. So basically, in the original, Sam does this whole verse himself. But on this one, they, they, they split, split it. it up, don't they? Yeah. they split it. And it works because I was brought up on the side street. That could be Lou. That's Lou's uh, whole Lou Reed persona, even though he was brought up in suburbia. And then Sam takes the line, I learned how to love before I could eat. Mm. Because you couldn't give Lou that. No, you couldn't. He, he doesn't really do no. bravado, does he? No, no. I mean, he, he sings a bit of I'm a soul man. That's okay. It's the chorus. That's okay. He's joining in. Yeah, he's joining in. Yeah. (laughs) I love his acting in the video. It's fucking brilliant. When he kind of yeah, when he like first of all, his lips are pursed so tight at the start. It's like it's like he's savouring this moment. He can't wait. It's like (laughs) yes, I'm getting to sing with Sam Moore. This is gonna be great. The thing about this presentation of this song, it's done in a kind of like nostalgia, cheeky. This is a fun thing to be involved in kind of song isn't it they're yeah. all kind of just like it, the, the video is a piss take it's just it's what i thought of this song for years and years and years is how the, it's presented in this video it's like really? it is for yeah it's for people to air guitar to and get on the dance floor and like you know point their thumbs to themselves and say they're the soul man and kind of it's like a joke it's like look i'm the soul man <laughs> this is what i honestly thought of this song for for years and years, really? and years. I thought, yeah i just thought it was like just sit like a stupid song. Like, yeah, really but stupid. you didn't think of it as like a soul classic. No, of course not, because I was a kid. I was a kid. You weren't there and I, I mean, as a kid, and I saw I saw people at weddings, you know, jump onto the dance floor and dance to this song because it's like people love it and the people love kind of acting the goat to it, you know? Yeah. And like like you see in the video, everyone is acting the goat. You've got the businessman breaking out into a dance. You know, you got. Have you got a grandma throwing away her Zimmer frame at some point? Probably. You got, <laughs> There's you got, definitely a grandma in it. I'm not sure if she throws away the Zimmer. But you got yeah. a police, a policeman with his hat being taken off him and put, you know, and put I on somewhere so. else. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it lends itself to that completely. Like, yeah. It had already been used a couple of times in the last, like, in the last decade, hadn't it? So it'd been used by the Blues Brothers. They used mm. that to kind of introduce their act on Saturday Night Live. After they after they released the single in 78, they did a, a, a tour with Steve Martin, or they did some dates with Steve Martin um, as the Blues Brothers. And in 1980, Sam and Dave were asked to come on to Saturday Night Live to do Soul Man, but only as like a little intro, doing a little intro, and then it would be the Blues Brothers. And... 
Sam was not happy with this at all. It was like, no, if we're coming on, we're doing the song with them or without them. We're not just doing a little intro. That's like a bit, you know. Yeah. Just disappointing to, yeah. Because, but John Belushi was obviously like, I can't, I can't sing with them. There's no way that I'm going to look fucking stupid because yeah. I'm not a good singer and they're great singers. And so, they were releasing this, were they? Or maybe as part of the Blues Brothers soundtrack? This was just, I guess, just part of the promotion that was going, to, that was going on for yeah. the film, because that came yeah. out in 80, didn't it? He doesn't want everyone to ask that question of like, well, why would I go and see a film with you doing it when he, they've just done it much better than you can do it? So. Yeah. I'm not sure if they were asked to be in the film or if they are asked to do this, and they said, we'll only do it if we perform the whole song, and then they weren't asked to be in the film. But I think Dan Aykroyd felt really bad about this because after that... In like after Belushi's died in 86, so we're back in 86 now. Mm. Sam is asked to take on vocals in the kind of reboot of the Blues Brothers band called the Elwood Blues Review, uh-huh. where they do, a, they do a couple of one off concerts, um, opening a hard rock cafe. Thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> because Dan Aykroyd was an investor in Hard Rock Cafe. Was he? Yeah. Then they also did a 40th anniversary for Atlantic Records. So that's got the Sam connection there. Mm. So Sam comes on and does a few songs for these um, events. And he also sings on the soundtrack album to The Great Outdoors, which is a Dan Aykroyd film with um, John Candy. Yes, I know. Yes. And also then Dan Aykroyd uses Soul Man again in 1997 as the title for and the title song of his sitcom, about a widowed priest. Soul Man, oh God, yeah. right, okay. And then um, Sam finally does appear in Blues Brothers in 98. Yeah, Blues Brothers 2000, <clears throat> before performing John the Revelator as uh, Reverend Morris. So yeah, he, he has this weird connection to the Blues Brothers, the way he kind of said, I don't like the way you're doing it, but then maybe that was just with Belushi. He came on board eventually. Yeah. The whole idea of like the something man is there's so many songs called the something man. Like, can you name me a shadow shadow man? Okay. Uh, the breakfast. Man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of anyone. I don't know that one. The construction <laughs> man. Yeah. Can we just go through the? Uh... <laughs> The policeman, the fireman. No, I don't. <laughs> you tell me. Yeah, well, just like, what does it mean to have a song called, and the, with the chorus that says, I'm a man? Because Soul Man, it came after probably like Mr. Tambourine Man, perhaps. Oh, Tambourine Man. Like, yeah. Piano Man is another one. Billy Joel. That that's Billy later, Joel? I think. Yeah. Um, You've got Magic Man? Probably. Is Magic Man one? <laughs> so I'm just saying uh, random things. <laughs> guitar. <laughs> guitar Man? Guitar Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got ha- Happy Man. Uh, I'll, I'll just list them, list them for you. Happy Man, Balloon Man. I think Love. I read all these to my uh, infant. <laughs> yeah, of course. Love Man, which is... An Otis Redding song, which is basically like Soul Man. Basically Soul Man. I think Soul Man is more 
generous and honest and hardworking and uh yeah he's more of a rounded yeah figure than love man and he's black and he's strong you know and yeah. he's uh you know he's not gonna be put down by the the white man he's proud he's proud yeah well sad more actually says whatever hardship you have you can get up and keep moving and he said it's not about blackness said sam moore yeah soul is a feeling Soul music is a feeling. You put a little extra emphasis on what you're singing. That soul. That was Sam Moore as well. Was it? Interesting. Yeah. I couldn't find anything on how this came together. Me too. I like could not find anything. It's no. almost eerie. I thought, well, who's the music supervisor for the film? And it's a guy called David Anderley. And he was an A&R guy for um, Verve Records and ends up signing the Mothers of Invention. Yeah. And he probably got to meet the Velvet Underground because they were in New York at the same time. So possibly he knows him yeah. from back then. He also was a record producer. Hmm. And he produced a band called The Swimming Pool Cues in 1984, who were chosen by Lou Reed to support him on his tour. So okay. this is the only connection I can find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't know how he knows Sam Moore. Probably the street dealing in the 70s. Street Where? dealing, yeah. It's got to be it, really. Well, no. actually, Lou Reed was like a big doo-wop head. He was a collector of doo-wop records, 45s, and they all got stolen by junkies. Mm. So maybe yeah. Sam Moore stole his doo-wop records. And then he owed him a favour. <laughs> 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 Lou Reed was really, like, spreading his wings in the early 80s. He was getting into film. He was getting into adverts. He was selling American Express cards. He had his picture on a uh, cashier desk cardboard leaflet holder, like just trying to sell American Express credit cards to students. Mm. He's like selling scooters, uh, Honda scooters, with the uh, Walk on the Wild Side music in the background. Yeah. Lots of like quite poppy like dance music coming out on his albums as well. Did you listen really? to Mistrial? It's like no. six album around the same time. No shit. Really, really, really dancey. All of really? it. Really? Pretty oh, much I all of hear it. That. And there's some great videos from this era as well. There's actually a connection to um, Don't Give Up, which is the No Money Down video from his Mistrial album. It's directed by the same people that did um, the Don't Give Up video, Godly and Cream. Mm. And the No Money Down video is amazing. It's a robot version of Lou Reed. You only know it's a robot. Well, you kind of know it's a robot because he's, he's moving so strangely. Mm. But you're like, is that Lou Reed? Because Lou Reed's odd. So it could be Lou Reed. And he's got an even more kind of lizard chin oh. and mouth. You've got to watch this video. It's so it's basically it's... totally uncanny then. Like, It's uncanny. It is it not Lou Reed? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And by the end of it, he, he kind of rips off his own face. Mm. So it just reveals this robot underneath. It's fucking amazing. So I've thought a few things. Like, either it's 1986, everyone's doing so much coke, they just don't even have a clue what's going on or care. Right. Or... Well, both of them were... Off I, it, I, were they? I think Sam was definitely off it. Lou was going to AA and uh, narcotics. And all yeah. That. So um, I reckon option one might be out. It's almost better if they were, to be honest, but it's out of the question. So number two was uh, 
they didn't see the film before making it and they didn't really understand they had the synopsis so yeah, that's about synopsis. it and james l jones was involved and it has a nice speech at the end and yeah. it's like really anti-racist actually yeah but then they didn't really realize what they're going to do with the blackface and all that shit yeah i think maybe the synopsis one yeah anyway we'll leave lou lou that's lou gone so what is it well what what's the next one yeah the next one is it's a kind of newer soul song from the 70s but then it's been covered by sam moore and modern country legend winona judd so sam moore and winona judd with i can't stand the rain which is an old and people song okay oh uh i'm being uh summer. well yeah it's time to go isn't it okay <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Happy man. man. I can't wait. And I still have no idea how we're getting back to fucking Gabs. Love man. Is it Gabs we're getting back to? Bass man. Cold, cold, changing man. Tambourine man. Piano man. Monkey man. Guitar man. Ocean man. Rocket armless man. Mirror man. Changing man. Breakfast man. I don't know.